talk about basketball but which we will we're recording this sunday march 27th immediately after the oscars and by now unless you live under a rock you know what happened slap the oscars folks we have Slapgate. episode 67 of thoughts of friends podcast we'll talk sweet 16 elite eight all that stuff but we just saw one of the wildest moments in live tv history happen at the oscars for those that were not watching or haven't maybe saw something about it on Twitter or Facebook, whatever. Maybe you went to sleep and then you were waking up and listening what to this before you on? get on Twitter. Explain to the folks what happened at the Oscars. Um, known comedian Chris Rock. Quite if you, notable. If you've ever heard of him. Was doing a presentation for one of the awards at the Oscars. I don't remember what I think it was documentary. I believe he was, was preventing maybe like documentary short or a doc. Yes, something about yeah. documentary. Yes, and he was doing what comedians do when they present awards. And he was every time they do like four or five. They throwing some jabs. Yep. Uh, Will Smith's wife, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, is bald. We and written initially were under the impression that she was willingly shaved her head bald. We found out later it was a choice. She has alopecia and yes. cannot control that. He was making fun of her, made a G.I. Jane joke. G.I. Jane is a movie where there's a woman with a bald head. He made a joke about her. She did not like it. Can't wait for G.I. Jane 2. Yeah, that Jada, was the joke. Jada, I love you. Can't wait for G.I. Jane 2. That was the joke. Seemingly fairly tame. We are under the assumption he did not know that she had a health problem causing the baldness. Causing hair loss, right. Will Smith, as a result, got up out of his chair, walked up on stage, very casually, open hand slapped Chris Rock in the face, then casually sauntered back to his seat. So one thing that makes this possible is that the stage was basically on the level of where the celebrities were sitting. Yeah. Typically, there's a theater situation where you have to walk upstairs it's a long walk. And mm-hmm. on top of that, Will Smith was as close as any He's other like actor was sitting. First, like, second row. Like, yeah. Like, looking dead in the eye with all the presenters. Sitting Off directly right, lined like up. First row. He walked up. Two of the most well-known black actors, comedians in the world. Actors, comedians, period. period. Entertainers in the world. He went up and slapped him in the mouth Hard. on national TV. Hard. Sat down and screamed at him, keep my wife's fucking name out of your mouth. Twice. He said that twice. And Chris Rock responded, okay. Uh, He's like, yeah. okay, dude, I will. And then he said, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Are you serious? So, this is... So there was debate following that. Obviously, Twitter blew up. Social media blew was up. Was it fake? Was it fake? Was it real? I'm 100% it was real. It had to be. So the other thing that makes this even more interesting was like 30 minutes later, Will Smith wins the Oscar he's, for Best he's Actor. He's an overwhelming favorite to win Best Actor. Half an hour later, wins the award and gives a, has to go, go, gives a teary-eyed, 
mess of a speech, basically. So directly following the slap, he said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth twice. He says, okay, I will. And then proceeds to kind of like stammer through the rest of the presentation. He, and obviously he, someone who has a gift for public speaking is it's his famous job. comedian it's his job. Chris Rock. He kind of word vomits some stuff. He's like, uh, and, all right, we're going to, and uh, I think now we're going to give out a documentary, or give out an Oscar for, for best documentary. He like word vomits some stuff. It's, it's, it's very obvious that he has been thrown off his game. And the other thing, game. they, as soon as the slap happens, they, they mute the whole broadcast. Correct. The whole, Cut all the sound. The U.S. ABC broadcast. Yes. There are, there's footage of, like international Australian stuff and Chinese or Japanese or something. Where you can get the audio from what they're saying, so that's how we know that. But they cut all the audio for 30 seconds, I mean, most of the, yeah. for a while. And then he stammers through the presentation, and they give out the award and and kind of like tiptoe on with the night. Um, and everyone that goes up there is kind of like, hey, everyone, let's kind of get along. What are we doing here? It was bizarre. So... You're 100% real. Had to be. Had to be. I think Chris Rock. If it wasn't real, give Chris Rock the he award the, for best actor. His reaction following the slap, it has to be real. He and was then on top of that, put off. Will Smith's speech after, he obviously tied it in. But to me, it was not like well enough tied in that it was a premeditated thing. I he tied it in, yeah. but it was very much also like damage control after. Yes, and also whenever there's another clip in between in the commercial break, he's talking to Will or he's talking to Denzel and Tyler Perry, They're and like also apparently his publicist came up and talked to him. So she she's pro- imagine being Will Smith's publicist Literally at the fucking a Oscars. Goddamn lock took the best night of his life to win. Best actor at the Oscars. He's a lock. He's going to win. He's like minus a thousand or something on betting odds. He's a lock to win. You're the publicist of the lock to win best actor. And he assaults the presenter like 20 minutes before he gets the award. Publicist was like, are we? Oh, so Will, that was, you know, it was interesting what you chose to do. Uh, how will we pivot off of this? How do we capitalize on this moment for us? So here's we, we got to parse through what is this all? What does this mean? Um, so this is the craziest moment in the history of live television. It's that or Janice Jackson's tit falling out at the Super Bowl. Obviously, more people saw that live because it was the Super Bowl. That was that was that was that was assault on live TV. That was. Not planned, but that was like it was supposed to be covered. That was like a part of the wasn't it like a malfunction of sorts? Yes, like it was a, not obviously planned for her to be nude at the Super Bowl halftime, but she was the lyric naked by the like that was a yes, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. This was straight up. I I thought he punched him at first, but it was used. There's pictures. There's awesome still shots of just a full on hey open hand. We've got slap. the new greatest meme format that we're going to see for five yeah. years. Yeah, um, one of the wildest moments I've ever seen. So I also agree that it was not planned um, because it's the Oscars. It's for you have to appeal to 
the lowest common denominator. Every joke, you have to let the dumbest person in the world know that it's a joke. And they never brought it up again. The three hosts never talked about it. I mean, uh, they, Amy they, Schumer they, did. She did, but she was like, never oh, like, the vibes are kind of weird. It was um, never like... No shot. Oh, no, no, no. And next, the very next person up said, Will... Chris at the after party. Was oh, salt. P. Diddy. Yeah. Diddy came up and was like, I don't know what that was. Will, Chris at the Globes, at whatever the party they're going, at the after party, we'll, we'll solve that. We'll figure this out. It's all love. Here's the crazy part. He tried to like part. diffuse the situation. Will Smith just acted normal the whole time. You, just you, sat were, you cr- kept noting that. Just sat in the crowd, just smiling on his face. Oh, 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 oh. Two Diddy's, two Diddy's saying that, he like laughed and was like... Five minutes later. Not uh, even! Uh, 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 uh. One commercial break later. Two and a half minutes later. So, where do we stand on Will Smith's... Re- ob- so, obviously Will Smith's a fucking crazy person. That's not okay. You don't do that. Do I understand it being very angry? Yes. But as a 50-year-old grown man who's a professional actor, to go up and slap another actor in the face on live TV, you can't be doing that. Under the assumption, under the assumption that and Chris it, Rock didn't know, even if, even if he did, it's like insensitive and pretty fucked up. Even then, like... I can't imagine that reaction. Like, talk, afterwards, you can... Well, I don't know. It seemed... But, like, assuming he didn't know, like that is a wild reaction. What is going on in Buddy's life? Like, obviously, he had the issues so, with his wife, was cheating on him, or left him I, for a moment. The thing that I brought up is that he's had marital pro- whatever problems. I don't know if she was yeah, cheating or was with uh, some other people for a while. I didn't even know they were back together. Apparently they are. There was like some sort of... I The only way I could say it was like overcompensation. Like being back with her and trying to protect her and earn back whatever they had lost there. That's all I could think of as far as... A, and obviously the insensitive knowing about the, the health thing with her hair. So, first of all... How do you think? How would you have responded, and how will Chris Rock respond to? What well, assuming he didn't know and he gets the information later, I would assume he will apologize. If I had to guess, I will assume he will be on the team that that's crazy that you did that and slapped me. But also, I would one million out of a million times never have made that joke had I known that was the scenario. I would think. Um. Yeah, I mean, just flabbergasted. Like, how many how many jokes has Chris Rock told in his life, and how many people have come up on stage and assaulted him as a result of those jokes? Yeah, probably very few. Um, and I mean, I'd imagine in comedy clubs all across America, he said much worse shit to yeah normal There's everyday all, people. But no one, no one has. There was like there's like a special access there though. It just happened so like even you said and the, the setup of the, the stage, the where cameras were, were even like cutting like it was a that was what kind of took my antennas up. It's like the producer was cutting back and forth. Like, like we saw, I it was muted and I saw Will Smith mouth. I like you could make out you could lip read. Keep my, her, my wife's name out of your mouth. Because like, typically when something goes bad, it's just like if you're a director producer, you're like static shot, show nothing. 
don't point the camera at anything. Go just like an aerial. Just don't like even. The same thing in a sporting event when a streaker goes on the field. Basically. Don't give them the. You're like, just film nothing. Yeah. Uh, you don't have announcers in an award show to fill the time, but. What the fuck, dude? Do you, I've seen people talk. How does this affect Will Smith's career? Or like. I don't care, really. No, this is awesome. I don't I, care. I like. I think it should affect it zero percent. Um, maybe one. I don't care. So it affects his legacy in that the greatest moment of his career. You were we'll not remember. You're totally only going to remember that he 100%. slapped Chris Rock in the face. Hundred percent. Which makes this all kind of like sad and fucked up and depressing. That obviously Will Smith. There's something in his life is not going the way he wants no, it to go. That no. mentally he's in a spot where. He feels like, yeah, this guy disrespected me, told a joke at an award show, and I'm going to, on the biggest night of my life, stand up and go slap him in the face. So he gives a speech, and he won Best Actor for portraying Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, in King Richard. And he spun it or just used it as a tool in the speech talking about protecting family like he brought it up in that way during his acceptance speech um and during that i was i was like was he was this like a whole thing to like tie in his but i think there was enough time there for him to be like okay maybe even you said his publicist came up to him we saw that to tie it in to be like yeah i've got a lot of stuff going on yeah, I mean, he's like a obviously a creative mind. Like yeah, he's he had to have, the, the gears were turning the whole time. Yeah, he mentioned yeah, just protecting his family and going. And then like the, well, the kind of is like he's like just started talking about God. I was like, dude, shut ugh, the fuck I'm up. A, yeah, I'm a he's vessel like for vessel love. for God and love. It's like yeah, okay, dude. You just assaulted. You, you assaulted Chris Rock on national TV. A lot of love. And it, like. It definitely, it definitely, he like tried to play the victim, which is like, you're not the victim here, dude. You should, I don't know. And Will Smith is not in the business of really being in Oscar type movies, as we've no, seen before um, this one. He does big, giant check I popcorn movies. He's one of my favorite actors ever. Uh, I think a lot of his movies are electric. super entertaining. A lot of his movies lately are really fucking bad. Really bad, yeah. But probably pre twenty sixteen, fifteen. Like he was, he had a good run of stuff I really liked. Yeah, um, I didn't know he had, was nominated twice before. I don't know if it was for lead actor, but Ali, um, uh, I'm almost positive. He yeah, was. I'm pretty sure. And then I'm when pretty you, sure Pursuit of Happiness. He yeah, was nominated for both lead actor for both of those roles. So yeah, he's he's really not in the business of playing the uh, the leading man in oscar-worthy films and he is kind of gotten a big following on social media and he's yeah he's like a youtube channel he, he embraced and youtube and, and social he's stuff doing all that sort of thing yeah it's so strange and celebrity life and the life of someone on that level it's so strange because at some point to some degree their entire front-facing persona just comes off as like an act, you know what I mean? And he's been doing it's it. fascinating that Will Smith he just broke. He's just it just shut off him being 
just a kid from Philadelphia just came out. And he's like, no. <laughs> Here was my takeaway from this. Maybe more physical violence. A lot of people talking shit nowadays, and a lot of like, no, you can't be violent. Someone talks shit, and I don't like it. I think a good open hand slap. Like, I'm not hurting you. I just like, I don't like that. I just slap didn't you in the hate fucking it. mouth. I didn't hate it. Granted, didn't hurt him. Just like, granted, hey, just kind of like, kind of stunned him. Granted, the I thought the joke was fucking pretty tame. That's the like, it wasn't real insult. Like the, it didn't really warrant, but. Like, that's kind of the gig. Like, I would probably get tired. Like, those people that are we all see in the front row, fucking Denzel and Meryl Streep and everyone that's Bradley Cooper, they're probably tired of fucking hearing the same hack jokes about them every award show. But mm-hmm. it's like, you're, you're, that's the deal. That's the gig. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I mean, uh, it was just wild. That he's going to win Best Actor, like, in a half hour. And he did that. Do you think it has? Do you think it affects anything in his like career? Why? Like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, no. Is my initial thought? Like, I would, I would lean no. Everyone there was just kind of like, huh? That's weird that that happened. Here's what I need. I need the revert. I need everyone's face. I, I need saw a every couple pictures. Act- I saw so the camera uh, angle. You can see a few. There was saw, a, there was uh, one woman that was just kind of like Kidman's face. She was full out. Like, yeah, I need the reverse shot of everyone in the crowd. They probably were like, "Ah, this is a joke," or yeah, because they don't get the content, the the muting of the no. broadcast. They don't get the yeah. I mean, obviously, in he's the, yelling "fuck," they're like, "Well, this isn't for gotta television. believe that." <laughs> uh, yeah, really bizarre. Um. I don't know how Chris Rock. He'll probably just. I would, oh, Chris Rock is going to capitalize on this for sure. He's oh, going to be course. bringing it up every time he's in public for the rest of his life. Yeah, I don't. I mean, just as far as I would assume that he will. Maybe he won't apologize. Like, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to fucking say. Of all people for this to happen to, Will Smith. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is that he's got just an avalanche of mental, emotional things going on in that, in that marriage, in that, which, of course, I have no idea, but that's all I've got to yeah, he's got- justify lashing out and snapping. Like that, I don't. And, be, and you, you know everyone like in the circles that he's in in Hollywood or just random idiots anywhere. Like that's all you talk. Like man, Will Smith, his wife's fucking fucking out. Yeah, two timing him just behind his back. You know he's. It's probably got a way on you. The. Um. Predictably, the takes on the internet were fucking not terrible. great, Bob. Just some of the worst shit Dude. I've ever seen. Judd Apatow, you gotta be kidding me. Judd, Judd Apatow, Apatow, among others, were like he should be arrested and thrown I in saw jail. Some news outlet, like Chris Rock is not confirmed or he's not decided if he's gonna press charges on Will. Like Chris Rock is not pressing charges. You know what will hurt your career? if Chris Rock presses charges? That will hurt his career because you're a giant him. fucking pussy, dude. <laughs> you're a bitch. He has got. He's just gonna capitalize. He'll yeah. He'll use that 
for as much good as he'll squeeze that juice. Fucking, here's what's going to happen. A month from now, Chris Rock is going to be like on Will Smith's YouTube channel. They're going to do like a fucking vlog, and it's going to make a billion views, and it's going to be sponsored by fucking Dude Wipes, and they're both going to make a fuckload of money off of this. Oh, and yeah. Will Smith's going to be of the mind. It's like, I don't have to ever try in a movie again. I can start making fucking got mine. these goddamn John Travolta straight to VOD movies, <laughs> make 10 a year, 20 minutes of work for fucking $7 million, and I'm going to cash the fuck out. Who I got gives my statue. I am. I'm good. I am firmly now a fucking icon. Uh,. Yeah, his legacy might be a little fucked from this. Uh, I don't think people are going to remember movies as the first thing they remember Will Smith for or his performance in movies. Uh, Warren Beatty's got to be thrilled about this. He's got to be pretty pumped. He's uh, the guy that did the La La Land Is that fiasco. The, He's the, the, the oh, old the, the mistake. That's who the was old the man presenter? who made the mistake is the presenter, Warren Beatty. Was that his fault, or did they fuck up the? Uh, they fucked remember. the card up, and then the I don't remember who the lady was that was presenting with him. She was he because he read it. and He's like, mm, I don't think that's right, and so they had the wrong card or something. And then right. the lady, she's just like, just read it, say it. And he's like, not. And he's like, okay. I was, I was told it was. He's like, okay, ah, it's right. This. Yeah, who gives a shit about that? That was, yeah, no one was, remembers that. Uh, I mean, whenever I was watching that live too, I was like, nothing will be crazier than this. They gave best picture to the wrong they movie. Had the entire cast on the stage, were like, hey, sit down, you lost. <laughs> I still can't believe what happened. Uh, one thing, shout out to Chris Rock for eating that slap. Yeah, he he did wore it like a champ. Good. That's the other thing I thought was fake. He just wore. Yeah, that. yeah, I. I mean, it's an open hand slap. Now you're going to get knocked out from a slap. Real speed. He hit the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, he smacked him. You picked up on the mic, heard it, made an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're one of these people saying assault, you should go, like, kill yourself. <laughs> Respectfully. Like, shut the fuck up. Ye, come on. Chris Rock. No shot, Chris Rock. Get out of here. Well, you can't do that, though. That's not cool. That's not normal. I didn't like what you did there. I liked it, but you, you can't. You can't do that? But that It kind of kicked ass. Yeah. It sort of rocked, though, at the same time. Uh, any other notable moments from the Oscars? Do you have anything else on Chris Rock? I mean, I don't even remember anything else that happened. Ooh, how about the awkward Amy Schumer, uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, um, his, what's it, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst? Dunst, when she, we, we were watching during that, right? I don't know. She was like. Oh, it was right after she's like, "Did I miss anything?" Like oh, after, and she yeah. was like talking about seat fillers and all the people it takes to run the show. Uh-huh. She was like, "Oh, watch, watch, just like this. Here, here, honey, you need to you need to go to the bathroom." Talking to Kirsten Dunst and like got her out of her chair and sat down next to Jesse Plemons. Was, was like, "So, Jesse, you were in whatever movie he was in." Um, and it was really awkward. She was like standing right there off camera, and he was like, "That you know, that's my wife, right?" He was like, "Oh." That seat filler's your wife? And she tried it. It was awkward. It was really weird. Other uh, than that, I can't no, really remember anything. After that, the whole thing was just a fever dream. Like, I don't remember anything. What a fucking night. What a night on the internet. What a night to yeah. have cable TV. Yeah, that rocked. Big fan. Live television. Nothing quite like it when it's that good. I mean, I'll never not have... I mean, not, I watch sports, so I'll obviously have some sort of cable the rest of my life, but... Wow. What the fuck, man? 
Yeah. I got I, I would love to have a mic'd up of what that publicist said to him at that at that commercial break. Oh. Oh. You She had to just been like, Are we fucking serious right now? When, oh how lame is he? he's like whenever you're at your highest moments, that's when the devil comes for you. That seems like that's just pawning your problems off and saying it's not your fault there. Well, I don't know about that. Like, religion's good, but blaming it for all your problems. The devil didn't hit him in the face, Will. You went up there and you slapped him right in the mouth. You just very easily could have not done that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, like Diddy said, you're going to see him at the party after. No one's going to have a camera there. Beat him to death. Yeah, beat the shit out of him. Whip him up good. You got more money than him. You could get away with beating the shit out of Chris Rock. Yeah, you could get Chris that Rock. covered up. He slapped him in the face, and he's not going to do shit about it. Will Smith absolutely has hide the button. Probably not hide Chris Rock's body no, type of money, no. but he could get some shit covered up. He could, he could you know. Yeah. Um... Incredible Do stuff. we have any more takes on this? Anything else we saw? Uh, his speech was bad. It was. F- I thought it was okay. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, he tried to like play play a bit victimy, but <laughs> I mean, <sighs> so wild. Both sides. Anyone that's fully like. I stand with Will. You're like, you're a crazy person. You're like, you should go to jail. You're a crazy person. And Will it Smith's, turns out everyone on the internet is a crazy we person. We just close with Will Smith's fucking lost it, right? Yeah. No, he's a fucking lunatic. He's So I'm pretty sure he's big Scientology guy, maybe, which would maybe explain really? this. I think. Let me let me confirm that are before we, I commit slander. Yeah. Let's take a little hit on the Google machine here. Will Smith, Scientology. I just maybe this will be a trend going forward. A lot of people fucking chipping their teeth. A lot of people fucking running their mouth. Maybe people's gonna get slapped. All you bitch ass stand up comedians, take notice. You should be afraid when you go up on that stage. Yeah. No talking shit. You will get fucking clapped. You know, I am a little surprised. That nothing, maybe not to that level, but nothing more has come from. Really, this is the only place where I guess, at a much in a much lighter sense, like SB, sports award shows, shit like that, but like Oscars, that no one has got more upset about, like a joke getting too personal or anything. I'm reading. Uh, yeah, what do we got on Scientology? Jada, we just used to Jada, making shit up. Jada Pinkett Smith had an affair. Allegedly, Hollywood's most dubiously enduring duo has been less forthcoming about their now shuttered allegedly secret Scientology school. In 2017, when former Scientologist Leah Ramini claimed that Pinkett Smith was a longtime down low member, the couple denied any affiliation with the controversial religion. We've never been Scientologists. We've never been swingers now however smith has revealed that he and his wife are indeed in an open marriage i'm surprised we've given each let's other do, trust let's do a couple minutes on scientology with the belief that everybody can find their I'm, own way in a marriage i'm surprised no one i'm i'm surprised how much leah how do you say her name Ramini. Ramini. 
how much she talks about this. Uh, it feels like yeah i mean she's she's a brave soul she's, yeah i feel like she's is yeah very brave i mean to, that's like our whole thing now she's yeah just, i know she's, she's like talk never, shit. never gonna be in movies again because probably scientologists run hollywood or some shit yeah. i don't know let's get into that fucking tom cruise he's a scientologist he's he, i don't know probably a lot of them uh talk about i don't need i know that she is open marriage well, so gonna slap your ass if you don't stop slandering oh his that'd name. be great for the podcast yeah great views will, come on and discuss please beat my ass will smith i will sue you because <laughs> i need the money yeah um yeah i don't know Rumor has it he's a big Scientologist. Yeah. There's rumors. Nothing confirmed. Say. Allegedly. Uh, he's acting like a crazy, deranged person who's completely separated from reality. Connect so the dots. that would play. All right, we can move on. Awesome. Electric night of TV. So it's kind of sad that Will Smith's legacy is this now. I agree, because I like him a lot. It's kind of sad that that's the peak. Where, I mean... What would have to happen to top that moment in live television history? Anything that tops that would almost end up having to be a tragedy. Like there would have yeah, to be like someone an assassination. Dying. Yeah. Or like a medical prop emergency that yeah. someone like dies on. Like yeah. it would have to be wild. Yeah. I don't Or I mean, it's just a full blown fist fight, maybe. Or, yeah, or like someone intentionally flashes their fucking... That happened at the World Series. Yeah, but like a famous person did it. Maybe, yeah, there you go. Like if... um, Ooh, you know what this kind of reminded me of? The idea to let players fight one fan a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a lot kind of people of, talking shit. That's my point. And especially if you're a comedian, though, like that's your job to do that. Um, But if you're Everyone's an asshole... feeling a little too safe. You, freedom speech, you can say it. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, though. Yeah. Uh, freedom to beat your ass whenever you say some shit I don't like. You know? I agree. I, I don't have the freedom to, you know, maim or kill you, but I can... Open hand slap I to the can, face, maybe? I can hit you in the face if I want. I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. Let's do it. Yeah, we had the shit in the NBA playoffs last year where people were, like, spitting on players and, like, yeah. dumping pop... like. Come down to center court. You get to fight Russell Westbrook, and he gets to beat you like a drum for a minute. One full minute. All right, make some noise. Let's put a minute on the clock and go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In. Yeah. And that that guy deserves it. Yeah, we've got we've got John from Santa Barbara here. Talk too much shit to Russ at the Lakers game. You get to He's fight Trey fight Young, him. or Trey Young gets to choose a teammate as tribute. <laughs> Clint Capella. Clint Capella. <laughs> John, you've drawn Clint Capella. Oh, John Collins, and he gets to use a weapon. Yeah, no, I'm in. Okay, people would shut the fuck up a little bit more. Yeah, people would shut the fuck up a little bit more. People should shut the fuck up a little yeah, bit more. as we don't. Yeah. Uh, let's well, talk. I mean, nothing's going to top this. Yeah, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, who cares? Like the shittiest Elite Eight ever. Like none of the games were good. Yeah. They were all bad. We haven't had one moment the entire tournament. No. No buzzer it's been beaters. a bad tournament. Um, the St. Peter's uh, Saint run Peter's has been fun. will be very memorable. Uh, 
bracket at the end of the show is going to be top Cinderella teams. Like this whole, all this shit after this, just the wind is out of the sail for me. Yeah. Um, also, should I mention this? If you're wondering why Wes isn't soaking wet because Gonzaga lost. You're still in. I'm still. We're gonna once the tournament has ended, and we know or if Kansas would have lost, we would do it now. Yeah, but as soon as Kansas is out, or maybe they never will be out, uh, then we'll do it. Once once your fate is known, yes, we'll. Well, it's gonna be soaking wet at some point, though. So pretty fun, pretty great. Get excited for that. That's pretty cool. Uh, Gonzaga, you stink. Yeah, I knew you were frauds. You've always been frauds, and you stink. Um. So in terms of memorability, the tournament is not great. Well, so there's been zero. There's been some re- shots. There's been some really good games in general. I think yeah. the Sweet 16. A lot of the games were very good and very enjoyable to watch. Uh, this round was not that. No, none of the games were really that close. A lot of the games, the offenses were fucking terrible. Some low scoring. I mentioned bad last, hoop. I mentioned last podcast. It's been a very low scoring tournament overall. Yeah. This stupid fucking orange ball. Orange fucking ball. It's Get a o- new ball. Overinflated. It stinks. Yeah. Can't shoot it. Um, going back to the Sweet 16, not a lot of surprise. I mean, obviously Gonzaga lost. Yeah, Gonzaga's the beat. big surprise. We talked all year Front that the back. guards were going to be a problem. The guards were a problem. They couldn't make a shot. They Chet turned the ball a over a little too tough much. Fouls hung on him. Chet got fucked, in my opinion. Uh, that's that's the thing. Maybe I'll remember is the refereeing in this tournament has been atrocious. And I hate to be that guy, and I hate that guy typically. And usually I'm pretty lenient, but almost every game the refs have played a giant factor in the outcome. Yeah, every close game. Yeah, yeah, it's been tough, and it's not. Yeah, you can't even. There's been a few like late in game, like deciding. It's just been in general, just really. And even on top of the decisions, it like reviews in basketball now are bad. It feels like we're not even. It feels we're like not even making we're, calls now. We're we're just we're just kind of filling the time in between the reviews with a little bit of basketball here. And Under there. two minutes, we're not even making calls. No. We're just it goes a rebound goes out of bounds. Don't know. We'll just look. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's hard to watch. But, and I'm I'm I am absolutely team I don't care if you get rid of reviews. Like But five years ago, the exact opposite was being said, to be fair. You can point to the one that comes to my mind was when the perfect game got fucked up in Detroit. Just beating them to beating them first on that talk. I mean, five years ago we were doing this like we have the footage, why don't we just get it right? So I'm team. I hate it. I'm team. The coaches can throw a review flag, and once that's done, we're not reviewing anything else. That's we're done. Yeah, yeah. To like to uh, oh, and I just can't. Why do we have to? Here, why, oh, why do we have to go with this as the after every play? We're just everyone's just like we'll just look at it. We'll just maybe this is my biggest thing is reviewing out of bounds plays that are like when you watch the review, it's like that doesn't help. Like that's not the point of this i don't care that this centimeter this guy's pinky touched the ball the rule in my opinion should be who who forced the ball to go out of bounds not who touched the ball last necessarily like getting it down to a fraction of a millisecond so we know that number 33's fucking ball hair touched the ball before it went out of bounds and then we can waste five minutes to find that out it's like 
And half the time, it's like, oh, it wasn't disputable. Like, we watched it, and we saw his finger, and they were like, oh, well, you can't actually Didn't tell. Enough. Didn't have enough. It's like, then what was the point of all this? Ruins the flow of the entire Ruins like, the flow the of the game. The last two minutes takes, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. It's tough to watch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that line, what's, what's just, just enough. I don't know of, either. Of replay, because five years ago, it was a total nightmare on people just like well why don't we don't just look mm-hmm. but just every single play under two and why and like if a play happens at 202 we're not reviewing it because it's under it's like what's the i don't i don't know but it's regardless it's been a very tough watch yes there i mean there's been just some some brutal shit the, these reps the have. fucking block charge stuff is get rid of the charge i think sometime we're gonna Parse that out. Ban the charge completely from basketball. It's the worst play in any sport. It's so fucking stupid. The result is the the result. Give him another foul or something. I don't know. Like hanging a foul on these plays to either side. I mean, once they block charge, every time one player's getting a foul, they only get five. It just many many bad things come from it that make the game worse. Yeah, one. It's oftentimes with how much it's emphasized in college basketball, especially like guys just get hurt. Like guys will basically just undercut people in the air, which is bad. Two, it is an unathletic, talentless fucking play. It's a hack fucking hold your dick and fall down on the ground is stupid. Like devoid of context, someone that doesn't know anything about basketball would watch that and be like, so it's European soccer? Just like let him jump on him? He just fell on the ground like a soft little baby. Uh, I would much rather see you just make a play on the ball, Contest put your hands shot. up. Uh, I'm smaller than him. I can't guard him. Okay, sorry. You suck. That's bad. Get bigger. Do other stuff. I don't know what to tell you. That's life. You're just worse. Uh, it's like the argument of like, oh, well, we can't play zone. Yeah, get better. That's that's my Have take of all the stuff. It's like, oh, that makes it uh, it's an advantage to the bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, it's sports. That's what it is. Good. I don't know what to tell you. Good. Yeah. The better players are better. That's crazy. I don't like it. Uh, yeah. It's it's dumb. It's stupid. It's basically just you get hurt. Um, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Um, I'm trying. While we were talking, I'm trying to think. There has been one shot that decided a game. No. No. It's bad. It's not good. It's been a really, really bad tournament. Outside of St. Peter's kind of saving it with a little... Well, here's the thing. We're all going to remember it because it's going to be the fucking Coach K tournament. Coach K's... I mean, it couldn't have lined up more fucking perfectly. He's going to beat North Carolina in the only time they've ever played in the tournament. He's going to get his revenge, and we're going to forget that in his last game at home, they lost to North Carolina. That's going to be wiped from the record books because he's going to go, and they're going to fucking stop North Carolina. And then the fucking... The stars are going to align. His first championship was against Kansas, and his last championship he's going to go out, he's going to beat Kansas, and it's going to line up perfectly. That's what's going to happen, and this is going to be the Coach K tournament. From the day one, when we found out that it was the Coach K retirement tour, I could have told you that we were going to get the Tom Brady fucking blood magic, and Coach K was going to win this fucker. We can we get a rating? Uh, biggest like blood sacrifice deal with the devil people in sports. Him, Brady. Who else comes to mind? Anyone else? 
I guess Belichick and Brady are kind of intertwined in that. Anyone in baseball that's like that? Not really. Um, no. Um, there's been a lot of like uh, Barry Bonds or like someone that did like. Yeah, I mean, I think he didn't I really think work he's, out. Yeah, it's, Roger Clemens, like those guys. But I'm saying, in terms of winning, you're like, I don't. How do you keep doing this? I don't understand. How does this work out for you every single time? A lot of people would say the Cardinals. Yeah. A lot of black they've had magic. Some, they've had some... Just some like l- bad players playing well for an extended period of time. Yes, they do have that. And that fucking, a lot of people would say the Cardinals in that mm-hmm. sense. Uh, the Red Sox, I guess, are kind of the same way. They won a lot of... All those Boston teams really won a lot of championships. I don't know. Uh, it's really them. Those are kind of the two that come to mind. I would have to think harder about I it. I hope they lose so bad. They're not like, going to do I don't it. like Carolina, but I, I, they're I not, need it. They're not going to, dude. Yeah. I got I bad fucking news. Coach K is cutting down those fucking nets. And we're getting a little... I just do it for my family and these players. And I've been so blessed to coach so many players over this period in time. And... Uh, it's just it's just the best feeling of the world. I need my King J right to fucking end this shit. No. Take him out. No. Either. I don't care. I don't do you hate Kansas? No, I feel nothing about Kansas. Yeah. Do you hate North Carolina? Uh more than I hate Kansas, yeah. Do you and you hate Duke the most? Yeah. Here's uh, I'll say this. And I'm maybe in the minority in this, maybe not. Deep down I don't want I college basketball is going to be worse without Coach K. It just is. Like we aren't going to ever get a Coach K ever again in college basketball. Like no one's ever going to stay at a school long enough. We're never going to get as polarizing a personality. We'll never have another Duke like we have Duke now. Like this is the end of the the uh, like the Dean Smith, the big time, big personality college basketball coaches college basketball is just gonna be worse without him it just is it's just gonna be less fun like rooting against duke is as fun as anything i'll still do it. but i'm not gonna give a fuck it's not gonna be real i'm gonna be like "Eh, john shire i don't you i don't care about you you make me feel nothing like you know john shire on the list of hateable duke players isn't even in the top fucking like 50. Correct. He's just a very normal white guy. Yeah, he's like, by all accounts, the nicest person ever. Yeah, I'm I'm going to miss him. He's, he's a little rat bitch. I'm gonna, and for I'm that not, reason, I'm going to miss him. I'm not going to miss him. College basketball is not going to be the same. It's not going to be as fun. I'll say it. You have to have villains. There's Like, who's who are you going to root against college basketball? Who are you going to hate? The best part in sports Matt Painter. is the hating of people. Iowa? Well, Iowa fucking sucks. Yeah, that's it, fine. I, it's not fun to hate them. They never made it to a sweet 16. It's like, oh, this almost feels bad. They just I don't suck. feel bad at all. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah they suck, but it's like they're never going to win the championship. None of these championship caliber teams are I'm going to have any type of feeling towards. Kyle Perry's an asshole. He can be, he's, a, he's a villain. He's the other villain. I think that's about done. I think he's moving on. It feels like to, the I don't know I don't know feels feels like that's run its course maybe not but it just has that energy to me. Losing the first round of St. Peter's is not great. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, 
yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna miss him. I'll, yeah, I'm, I, I'll miss rooting against him. I guess. Yeah, I mean I that's the point. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna like. Oh, I love Coach K. I'm not gonna miss him in that sense. I'm gonna miss him in that. Having Duke and having Coach K at the helm of Duke just makes college basketball infinitely more fun. Yeah, I guess. College, sports in general, for me, is it's all about storylines. It's all about characters. It's all about like that's why I love the NBA so much. Is that everyone that is an NBA player that is an active star in the NBA, there's some sort of narrative about. There's something to talk about. They have their personality is very public, similar to like NFL quarterbacks. Like Tom Brady, the same way. It's like it's fun to root against Tom Brady. It's fun to hate Kirk Cousins. It's fun to hate Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Yeah. I if everyone's just like a nice guy that I like, it's just like this is kind of stupid. There's no competition. There's no uh, the, I think, the hate. The I hate think, is the best part. I think enjoying hating him. I while I'll miss that, I would rather lose that and than risk watching him win more. Yeah, because I hate maybe. that. Yeah, maybe like it is like now. Just, I don't want it. You got to get over it, dude. He's going to win. I have hope. I'd, I'd bet my life he's going to win hope. this whole fucking thing. I have hope that we can that we can we can get this done. We can get it done. I think North Carolina could beat them. They could. They're not going to. That's just not how this goes. Yeah, it's just not yeah. how this goes. Yeah, it's lined up too perfect. Yeah, um, we could talk about Purdue being a choking dog. They lost to St. Peter's. That's very funny. Yeah. We said the last podcast, Matt Painter's a fucking choking fat neck bitch, and we were right. I said I'd be stunned if they beat them. Uh, me too. I said, maybe. Did we mush Purdue? Do we have that ability? I hope Are so. we mushing Duke if right now? I hope finding so. finding out that we have that ability, that's excellent news. Duke's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they're not, though. They're for sure going to win. They're going to win by a lot. Yeah, it's the retirement tour. It's a locked in. ESPN's got this whole thing fixed. It's rigged for money or They've ratings. Doc- I'm not sure which. They're filming a documentary. This whole thing. It's all fixed. It's yeah. all. It's all. It's all K. It was always K. No, really. Other like that's the thing with the. I don't really. None of these games are like. Yeah, that was a that game happened. I, there's nothing notable to say there. Uh, we we said at the beginning of the tournament. It's like this is what's going to happen. We're going to talk about all this. Oh, what about this? What about this? And it's for the bluest blue bloods in the world or in the final four. Yeah. Um, the games today, we could talk about Miami collapsing. They lost by thirty in the second half. One of the wildest second halves you'll ever see. They what uh, happened? They lost by a million, but they couldn't score. I don't know. Kansas. I think it was a lot to do with Kansas. They just flipped the switch and played incredible. They did not allow up the any, intensity on the defensive end. Any dribble. I mean, Miami's whole deal is dribble drive. They could get nothing going. They were just locked and, up. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. And almost like forgot how to dribble. They just like took it away from him multiple times. Mm-hmm. A lot of runouts, a lot of dunks. They beat him forty-seven to fifteen in the second half. Yeah, uh, it's like they're a ten seed for a reason. It's like maybe they just yeah. weren't that good the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the St. Peter's train comes grinding to a halt. It was a game late. Everyone yeah. thought it was going to be Purdue, and it was. Turned into a pumpkin against UNC, and they just routed them from the start. Mm-hmm. They were up 9-0 early, beat them by a million. Only beat them by 20. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
He had kept four, it close in the 49, second half. 49 points. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. Not only did they shoot poorly, but just a, just offensively, just a lack of... It. What are you going to do? You're the worst team by a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty odd that the coach was gone like post game an hour after the game he's like i'm coaching i'm the seton hall coach now it was reported that he had taken the job like before the nets were down from carolina it was weird. yeah so in my mind like they beat kentucky and they offered him that job immediately oh yeah oh yeah crazy or maybe maybe even before that I don't know because I mean he went to Seton Hall it could have even be before True. the tournament yeah, even taking, started maybe yeah winning the conference tournament they might have been enough well when did that coach leave yeah he left around he that took time. another job Seton Hall's coach yeah. took another job the, he might have taken the LSU job maybe I don't remember. possibly um yeah so not honestly a couple of really dog shit games I was more watching the WGC match play than the how'd that go who won uh, Scotty Scheffler took it down new. And new mm-hmm. number one player in the world, mm. Scotty Scheffler. John Rahm, suck it. Mm, um, the Valero Texas Open is next weekend, and then it's time for the Masters. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Word on the street, scuttlebutt, rumor mill. Will Smith's going to be at the Masters? Will Smith's going to slap Tiger on the first tee. No, Tiger... Might play the Masters. Ooh. There's, there was a video service today. It is known that his caddy, Joe LaCava, was present at um, Medalist Golf Club. Tiger was walking the course, testing out the leg. I love me some Tiger. Inject it. And everyone, CBS, the Masters, please. It's crazy please. he still moves the needle that much. It's wild. The most by a trillion it's crazy by it's, wild. A, it's incredible how how much he's still number one in golf by a lot so um one of the um one of the podcasts i listen to golf podcast a guy a golf pro that used to work at medalist said only one other time has tiger walked medalist he's always rode in a cart but it was when he was preparing to come back the previous time. He was walking, testing it out, working with his caddy, making sure he was good to go. It seems like he certainly wants to play in the Masters. He's going to actually be ready? I believe he's committed to... Right, that's true. He he played four months ago or so with his son in that event. Um, Had good, pretty solid distance. I think, really, it's kind of weird to think about. It's like golf, you just walk around. But Augusta is a pretty tough walk. It's very hilly. So that's... That's a lot of the problem with him right now is mm-hmm. actually making the walk and being able to trust that his that his legs get to go on all of his swings. But it would be gigantic. I need it so it would. I don't think he can compete, like actually compete to win. A lot of good golfers. Yeah, um, I think he is committed to play the par three, and he'll be there for the the. Uh, the jacket ceremony? Or no, the, he'll be for the uh, the winner's uh, banquet, the dinner, or, champion's yeah, dinner. what I meant. Champion's yeah. dinner. He'll be there for that. Who's Who won Hideki Matsuyama? It'll be. Ooh, yeah. what are they going to be serving? I don't know. I, 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 I bet some old white guys are going to make some racist jokes. 
lock. Total lock. Where's the sushi, Hideki? Yeah. Yeah. We can... Let's see. Yeah. All right, Fred Couples. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like minus 10,000 that they'll be... We'll see. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he plays. I would be... Biggest story in golf, like it always is. Yeah. Tiger teeing it up. And I was Needle talking mover. golf. I was talking golf. Let's get this fucking bracket. We've blabbered on enough. Uh, yeah, the game's kind of stunk. So St. Peter's. Real quick, do you want to do Final Four? You're just all in on Duke? Uh, it's going to be Duke-Kansas in the title game. Duke-Kansas? Yep. Not so fast. The storylines, dude. It's just it's written in the stars. That it doesn't exist. It's going to be Duke-Kansas. Why is 75%... On UNC early. That seems weird. Oh, it's the spread. Four and a half. I don't know. Um, UNC's playing well. 64% on Kansas. That number is four. Um, I've been riding Villanova the whole time. I know. And I'm biased because I have money for them to win. But Me too. I have money on Villanova to win. I think Kansas is going to win. I've said it the, ent- the entire tournament. Give me Jay Wright and Colin Gillespie. I'll take on anybody. Kansas looked fucking incredible today. They played St. Peter's, but or they played uh, Miami. Miami. I mean, they, they looked, looked incredible in the second half. Yeah, I mean, they looked. I mean, they're uh, they're the second most talented remember, team left. I can't remember his name. Sneaky, that guy's going to be out with his Achilles injury. The starter for Villanova. So yeah, that's, that's, that's going to hurt. That's He's probably their second offensive option. So that's not good. That would be a bad a team thing. that's already a little strapped for scoring. Give me Villanova. I'm taking Kansas. Give me I, Jay Wright, Colin Gillespie, all day. I'll take the size. I'll take the athletes. I'll take David the five McCormick stars. David can do one. He stinks. Yeah, I'll take him. Um, I, Remy Martin's going to ruin your life. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, he's been basically the reason they've been winning these games, kind of. He's been their leading scorer most of the time. But Yeah, because he shoots the most. Well, <laughs> He's a gunner. He makes them. But, uh, yeah, he plays in an <laughs> infuriating style of basketball. It's... <laughs> I'll never get over. I don't know why. You like, hate that guy. I don't really understand it either. He just um, shoots a lot. I don't know. I bet on Arizona, uh, Arizona State, like two years ago, <laughs> and he had like one of the worst games of his life, and he just pissed me off the way he played, and would, like didn't give a shit. All right, that's that's just the Arizona State way, though. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta I just don't like that. fucking attitude. All right. Um, we could do the bracket. Okay, um, so this is greatest Cinderella teams since 2000, 21st century, uh, in honor of the St. Peter's Peacocks, who are very highly seated and, in my opinion, have a very good claim for very the winner place. of this bracket. Uh, we'll start out. They are not the one seed. The one sixteen matchup we have. They were, the, the case was made, though. The case was made. There was a point in time where they were penciled in as the one seed. Uh, George Mason, 2006, the 16 seed, the 2017 South Carolina Gamecocks. Both these teams are final four teams. George Mason out of the Patriot League was an 11 seed. South Carolina was a seven seed out of the SEC. Yep. Uh, pretty good run. Uh, what do you remember about George Mason? Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any players that you remember liking from that team? No. I, uh, no Jim Laranega almost made it to another Final Four. Was the coach of that No George players Mason come team. to mind. Uh, Laranega comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And UConn comes to mind. 
them beating UConn. That was the big one. That yeah. was the up until then it was like all right, you know, whatever they. They beat. did beat North Carolina, so they beat you know they beat Michigan State, North Carolina, seven seed Wichita State, which that's kind of the thing you notice that kind of knocks it down for me is whenever they get later in the tournament and you're playing like a ten seed in the Sweet Sixteen, it's kind of like it knocks your case down a little bit. But then they beat UConn, who I would guess going into that year probably was most people's pick to win the whole thing no going question. into that tournament they were the number one i don't think they were the number one overall seed but they th- may have been the number one team in the country going into the tournament that, that year was they had rudy gay rudy gay marcus williams josh boone hilton armstrong they had like seven nba players on that team they were loaded uh, i'm not positive what their record was that year Ooh, i can just take a look here they were 30 and 4 14 and 2 in the big east um, just loaded with NBA talent. That was yeah. when UConn was fully UConn. Bluest blood. Bluest of blood at the yeah. time. They um, had just won the national championship two years ago. They were a wagon. I remember uh, Boone. Was it Josh? Josh Boone. I remember Josh Boone for some reason. Him Big and Rudy man. Gay. Yeah. Um, I remember those two. I remember Larinaga. Uh, and that was what really sealed the... That was the icing on. I mean, up until then they hadn't. They did beat North Carolina a three seed, but again, we're talking about an eleven. It's not like when St. Peter's, we're talking about a a fourteen fifteen seed. That was the one that put them over the top as one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest wins in the history of the NCAA tournament. One of the biggest upsets. And it was. Uh, an I don't know. Overtime? Vegas uh, overtime win. I think. I believe so. Let's. What was the score? It was eighty six, eighty four. Eighty six, eighty four. Yeah, probably. That seems very high scoring for a regulation I college think it basketball was. game. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's really in my lifetime the first Cinderella team that I can really remember that I really recall and was like watching the games yeah. and fully kind of aware of what was happening. Uh, they were just huge thing in the cultural zeitgeist. And one thing that's interesting is a lot of these other teams on this list that they made these runs and then they kind of became like a bigger deal in college point. basketball, became a power. And George Mason just kind of never did Good that. Point. They just kind of went back to yeah, being Yeah, I don't know George if they've Mason. made any other tournaments or, or won any other games in the tournament. Like a lot of these other teams like moved on to a power, bigger conference. Yeah. They Larinaga left and they kind of just kind of faded into yeah. The they abyss. Just, they're back to if they made another run, it'd be the exact same thing now. Yeah. Whereas like Butler, they go to the final four. It's Great like point. Butler's like a real, t- and I don't think that hurts their case in any way. I no, don't think helps. what happens after. Yeah, I think it yeah. helps. Um, yeah, well, just a I blip in time. Just a it's strange. Literally, all these other teams, like, well, I guess we'll mention them when we mention them. Yeah, who's this is up against the 16 seed? South the, Carolina. So this is the year they went to the Final Four with Frank Martin. They mm-hmm. beat Marquette. They beat Duke. So as a seven, you don't get to play the 15, which which helps your case in this scenario. They play Baylor. They play Florida. So they're playing real teams. Uh, this is the team that had Chris Silva. They had P.J. Dozier. Uh, this was the year that Oregon also made it to the Final Four. It's kind of a weird year. They lost to Gonzaga. I mean, they have no chance. They have uh, no chance in this. Um, I do remember that team. It was a weird yeah. college basketball year, kind of a bad tournament. Yeah. Uh, was that the that, game that was really awful? or was Yeah, the, Gonzaga, North Carolina, the championship, the championship was, was terrible. Like 35 yeah, to yeah. 40 or something. It yeah. was awful. Obviously, it's a seven seed. It's not as... George Mason's moving on. Deal, but they got to move on, yeah. Ooh, matchup of two 15 seeds. 8-9, we got Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City versus last year's Oral Roberts team. 
This is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a tough one. So I'll, without, I don't need, I've watched it several times. I can still picture the the alley, the dunks that they were, like it's burned in my brain. For, yeah. They're, they're one of the biggest like cultural impact. Mm-hmm. Also, probably first or second on the fade to obscurity teams. Yeah. They're not really a part of the conversation in college basketball anymore. They were kind of a blip. But for a while, I don't know was, if Laren. Let's see. Did Larenega leave that season after they made that run? I don't know. Um, you effort that they the 15 seed they beat number two Georgetown. That would have been Otto Porter. Yep, Otto Porter. Did he win Player of the Year that year? No, uh, not in, maybe in the Big East. Maybe Big East. Um, then they beat the seven seed San Diego State and lost in the. Sweet 16 to Florida. Um, obviously not as deep of a run being a um, 15 seed. The craziest thing about this is they played Georgetown and they fucking smacked them. They beat the shit out of them. Styled on them. The thing that also, there's a few teams on this list like in a five-year run that upset Georgetown. They just kept getting upset. Yes, they yes they did. It was um, like they're, whoever Georgetown's playing upset. They're getting, they're getting fucked. This team... Hey, I had a special cultural, and I think really what we're it. doing here is most memorable runs. We're not like best team. Oh best, no, 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 right? Because that's kind of what this is. And Oral Roberts also memorable. They were also a thing. Max Aismas was a thing. Then beating Ohio State in overtime was a very memorable game to me. Pretty wild stuff. Um, for me, I think it's just Dunk City, though. No question. Yeah. I think this is. Um, Oral Roberts was great. Dunk City was just as big as anything. It captivated the college world for a weekend. It really did. They made the Sweet 16. Those dudes, there's no other way to say it than they just styled on Georgetown. Front, Mm -hmm. start, beginning to end. Mm -hmm. All right, next matchup. Um, And this team is kind of two. It's the Butler team. I feel like I just kind of lump in the 10 team and the 11 team. The 11 team is more of a Cinderella because they were a lower seed. And making back-to-back national championships as Butler is fucking crazy. It's impossible. Yeah. If you consider... And speaking of, like, captivating the world, like, Butler was... If you were a white kid from the Midwest, you're like, I love Butler. I Butler. Butler's sick. Yeah. They're winning with Matt Howard at center. This rocks. Yeah. The So when you, when you combine them, I think, obviously, it makes... In a stronger case, because the first year they were like a five seed, which they people were, forget. Who who left that team? Gordon Hayward and Shelvin Mack were not on the eleven team, so it's pretty crazy. Obviously, that they lost team, their two best seated, players yeah. and Matt Howard. They lost their three best players. And they were seated nine. They were. Uh, like, you said they were like a ten or eleven. I don't remember. Either way, what the this is that's just for not Butler right. to go to back to back Final Fours. Um, who did they end up? Obviously, they lost to Duke in the first season, first year. And then they lost to UConn and Kimba the next year. And also, one thing about Butler, that they played a disgustingly ugly style of basketball. Oh, yeah. Just the muckiest of Ryan muck. House. Yeah, that, that game against Kimba, that was... One that of the worst title games ever. One of the worst basketball games I've ever seen. It was gouge your eyes out ugly. Who, who are they up against? Uh, they are up against 
the only team on this tournament that only won one game, the UMBC, whatever the fuck they are. The team that upset Virginia, the only 16 seed uh, to win. Oh, man. Snap decision, it has to be UMBC. Really? But For I, me, snap decision has to be Butler. I mean, Butler captivated the nation. They made a real run. Uh, it's, the old, it's one of one. It is one of one. It was, and this Butler thing was big, one of one. It's, it was like, biggest moment in tournament history, or one of the biggest moments in tournament history. Yeah, and I feel like it is kind of come and gone, though. Like I don't know. I feel like this Butler thing like lives on. Like you could write a movie about this Butler team, like UMBC. That's the movie, Light, I guess. Butler lost in the end. Yeah, I like don't. they would have won the second year if, or if. Hayward's shot goes in. Yeah, that's the movie. But I don't beating the beating the once one of one. It's never never happened. Ah, it's sad. but I do recognize the especially when you combine the run back to back going to the title game for Butler. Like if you close your eyes and you say Cinderella teams the last twenty years, first three answers Butler is one of those answers, right? Probably. Before St. Peter's, if I asked you that, they would absolutely First, be, on average, top three answer of people. Yeah, absolutely. so it's the, obviously, and also, also the way they did it. Game. In that 2010-2011 year, like, they, so they beat Old Dominion, and then they beat number one seed Pittsburgh in one of the wildest fucking games I've ever seen. They got, like, a foul call down, I think they were down two, and they got a rebound on a free throw and there was like one second and they threw the ball and got like a three-point foul from like three-quarters court and shot free throws to win the game. I don't remember that. It was fucking wild. (sighs) Then they beat Wisconsin. They beat Florida. And then also another team that's going to pop up, they played VCU, who was also going to be on this list. That was like the year of the Cinderella. Basically two teams made it and then ran into a Cinderella in their own right in Connecticut. I guess if you, because UMBC only won one game, I guess we can give it to Butler. And Virginia's a fucking fraud. <laughs> well, they won it the next year, but Virginia, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it that's is fine. the way Virginia plays is like such a unique scenario, and like oh, that's yeah. the only way a 16 seed could ever win is that you play Virginia, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a very, I mean, it was one of one. I think. Deserves to be on the list. I I think it's closer than you, but we can go Butler. I'm gonna go Butler. Um, last year again, number thirteen seed is Oregon State against the 2018 Final Four team, the Loyola of Chicago Ramblers. Loyola is probably a little too high seeded, but whatever. The seeding doesn't really fucking matter in this. No. Uh, what are your thoughts on these teams? Um, how far did uh, Oregon State get? Elite Eight? Final Four. No, Elite Eight. Elite Eight. You're right. Elite Eight. It has to be Loyola for me. It, Snap, it has it to be. feels overwhelming, Loyola. Uh, yeah. So, Oregon State beat Tennessee, which is a pretty good team. They beat Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State. Then they beat Loyola, which is, you know, a pretty good draw in the Sweet 16 to get an eight seed. Yeah. And then they lost by six to Houston, who obviously made it to the Final Four uh, last year. Um, we can bring it up. When they get to their next matchup, Loyola got a pretty sweet run out. I mean, they didn't 
take out many heavy hitters. No, they played Miami, Tennessee, and then the Sweet 16, they got a seven seed, and the Elite Eight, they got a nine seed. So They got a pretty sweet draw. Pretty sweet but draw. But still. But still. Yeah, no, it's still a great run. And when you combine it with the Sister Jean, Sister the, whole, Jean. The, the memorable aspect, it's, it's, it's for sure a winner here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like yeah. Oregon State, I I remember nothing about them. They it was were, they were a bad extremely team, extremely unexpected. That got lucky. Was, they, the only reason they were in the tournament is because they won their conference tournament, which was a miracle. They were like and then, seventeen and twelve or some shit yeah, in the year. Yeah, this year they were the worst team in Power Five basketball. Boy, were they with pretty similar collection of players and the same coach. Just was, a shockingly poor basketball team. One of the worst Power Five teams I've ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, I just want to bring up that Loyola played they won they won like their first three games by combined like five points like they it was as cinderella as it gets it was they won on a buzzer beater in their first game yes so mm-hmm. um and didn't take out any any titans along the way no which is which is a negative but mm-hmm. especially being in chicago during that run it was really cool it was yeah. it was a lot of fun um for sure one of the more memorable ones for me for sure Another really memorable one, number three seed in this tournament, the 2011, the Havoc VCU Rams. Speaking of like cultural things, Ch- yes. I mean, Chaka Smart was a thing. VCU was a Still thing. Still like, living on it. Yeah, like it doesn't really play that style anymore, but like the press and the, him doing the drills with the team and like taking charges and shit was like, uh, Chaka Smart and Brad Stevens, are they two better? Like, are they better than Coach Krzyzewski? Like, would I People are rather have them than fucking whatever players? Uh, they're going up against uh, the 2002 Kent State Golden Flashes. I don't remember this team. Uh, they made an Elite Eight run, if I remember correctly. They were a number 10 seed. They yeah made it to the Elite Eight, lost to Indiana, who would go on to the national title game. Indiana was almost on this, but they were five seeds, so that felt a little weird. But they right. beat Duke, who was on our best teams not to win the national title list. Uh, yeah, they beat a seven, a two, a three. And then lost to Indiana. Um, they were a very good team. I don't remember enough about this. It's just his VCU. It's got to be, um, especially when we're considering the overall overall memorability. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a word. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. Either way, I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't do a lot of do a lot of words Dude, too good. Words are fucking um, overrated. But yeah, when you consider that, that was Shaka in in himself. Still, the name carries. Wait, and it'll always who's on the some of these VCU teams? It's this one, and they had other other good teams. Um, in that before he uh, before he took off, I'm trying to think off the top of my head on this team specifically. You know oh, what I had, do a lot? They had some lead guard that was really. You good. know what I do a lot? No, I mix together VCU and Wichita State. Mm. So I was about, I was like, oh, Fred Van Vliet and like some, yeah, 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 yeah. I mixed same together, colors, you know, it's, same it's, colors, it's confusing, the same like mid major, and they made some runs. Oh, Wichita yeah, State. the fact that Wichita State had to play Butler, that's kind of fucked up, no? Yeah, kind of rude. Yeah, of the committee, uh, twenty eleven, uh, Troy Daniels, remember him playing in the NBA? Yes, he's, he's a guard. He averaged two points a game for that team, so not a big. Uh, Man, I, think some I don't remember any of these people. Really, Jamie Skeen. Bradford Burgess, Joey Rodriguez, Brandon oh, Rosel. Yeah, I remember him. Brandon. I don't, maybe. Remember. I don't know. I don't remember any of these fucking people. Uh, 
whatever. I think I'm just poisoned by Wichita State. I just think of their players. Yeah. Yeah. Because they kind of they kind of bleed together. Speaking of the devil, next next matchup, number six seed, the twenty thirteen Wichita State Shockers going up against another team from two thousand two, the two thousand two Missouri Tigers, who I actually yeah. do remember a little bit about. Um being, about living close to Missouri. Uh, living in, in the adjacent area, it was kind of a big deal. They were a 12 seed that year. Uh, they made a Elite Eight run, took down Miami, Ohio State, and UCLA. Uh, fucking Quinn Snyder was the coach. Uh, Kareem Rush was their best player. My dad used to always talk about Kareem Rush. They lost to Oklahoma. Who Quinn Snyder was their coach, huh? Yes, he huh. was. Weird deal. Fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Quinn Snyder, that was like his first head coaching job was... Is the Missouri Tigers head coach. Good tidbit. Yeah, good little tidbit. Um, but they're going up against Wichita State, who, again, one of the more memorable uh, oh, yeah. Sweet 16. Or they I made could, it to the Final tell Four. I what, what year. It just kind of felt like a like a half decade of Wichita State kind of mixing it up with mm-hmm. with some heavyweights in that in that time frame. What what uh, what year is this? 12-13. So this is the only final four that they made it to. This was basically the put them on the map moment. They were a 9 seed. They made it all the way to the final four. Uh they lost to a team that technically didn't win. They lost to Louisville, who is a fake team that doesn't have the banner anymore. Didn't count. Didn't exist. So really, mind. Wichita State has a claim that they were the national champs that year. Yeah. Uh Greg Marshall, who confirmed, seems like probably not a good guy. He got fired. Uh, seems like the the consensus is bad guy. Bad guy. Uh, Anthony Early, Fred Van Vliet, Ron Baker were the memorable names on that team. Although Fred Van Vliet didn't really play, and Ron Baker played kind of sparingly. And you just remember because like, who's that fucking white well, kid with the mop top? He's got a bunch threes. of shaggy hair. Yeah. So I think. Baker and Van Vliet get remembered, but Clanton Early was really good. He was their best player. By a lot. On, de- on this team especially. And then the next year, he was still their best player. And I was convinced he was going to be a good NBA player. Yeah. He wasn't. was out in like three years. They didn't play anymore. Wasn't. I, he's playing. There's like this league where rappers get players and they compete against each other in like five on five games he's playing in that so that tells you good for where, clay anthony where his career's at yeah still hanging he's on. playing with like uh how many, fucking i don't even remember which rapper it was but how, how many years after this were they undefeated and got the uh, kentucky draw and, i want to say the next season yeah the next season they were 35 and one undefeated going into the tournament number one overall seed played kentucky in the second round and lost kentucky went to the title kentucky game. went to the title game and lost to, to shabazz napier and yeah. the boys um, um yeah this is wichita state yeah slam moving them on uh, mizzou another thing is if you're a power five team i'm just absolutely going to discount that and For sure. you're gonna yeah. get less juice uh next one Probably underseated again. Uh, the 08 Davidson Steph Curry mm. led Wildcats mm. against the 2014 Dayton Flyers. Mm. Uh, Dayton, very unmemorable. Uh, the only thing I do remember is that I was going to say, tell me, tell they me more. won the play-in game. I'm pretty sure in Dayton, and then they got right. to get matched up with Ohio State, and it was a big thing. It's like Ohio State couldn't get matched up with a worst yeah, 11 seed. Dayton was raring, ready to go. They beat them. And they made it all the way to the Elite Eight, I'm pretty sure. The obvious, the uh, the Davidson team, the Steph Curry team, mm-hmm. 
they so he came back and then won player of the year the next year correct mm, did he win player of the year i don't know I don't, I don't uh know. maybe he's just a first team all-american the next year i don't think he won player of the year uh i, I, I don't I think he did either i kind of remember he had a good year but it was a kind of disappointing year for i him, think he right? was just a first team all-american he scored a ton of points he shot yeah. every time um the coming out party for steph kind of put davidson on the map a little bit a little bit but, but yeah. the thing that we mentioned with a few of these other teams davidson has continued on as and have been yeah like a top tier because now they're team. in like the a10 which is like a real ish conference like as good a non-power five conference yeah. as you can be in basically like they were in the tournament this year and people were like picking them to beat michigan state like straight up uh they didn't but yeah, they're like a real team, and I think one of the through lines for that is like they've had the same coach since then, which yeah, helps. I didn't know that. And makes a big deal. Uh, Steph Curry's yeah, coach is the same. Bob McKillop has been there, and he was there oh, like yeah, ten I know that years name. before yeah. Steph Curry was there. Like he's been the coach there for like forty years. Yeah, all these teams, these coaches just jump ship immediately, they get mm-hmm. their chance, and yeah, like and forty Gulf Coast, Andy Enfield, like same thing as Gene Holloway. He's like USC. Like yeah, I'm out. See ya. I love living in warm weather places. Yeah, it's, and it rules. Um. The, I mean, culturally and just memorable, the memorable moments from this Davidson team, I think, probably puts it over the top. Um, Steph Curry still killing it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of the most. Memorable. It's one of the most memorable individual player runs. No question, we've ever seen. Uh, this motherfucker he, was the getting, dude was playing with scrubs. Like I remember, scrub. this motherfucker was getting like, double teamed, just like face guarded, double teamed. Mm-hmm. He was still giving people fucking balls. Oh, yeah. I remember when they were playing Kansas, they had a last shot to win the game, and he didn't take it because they double-teamed him. He had to pass the ball. It was sad. Some little whitey had to fucking shoot it. He didn't make it. All right. St. Peter's Peacocks, number two seed. against another team I remember in the 06 season, just because it's a team from Illinois, the Bradley Braves. Oh, that was that was one of my, one of my first – I remember a few. Of the, that was one of my first, especially because it was so close to home, Whereas, like, legit, fun Cinderella Southern Illinois runs. also made a deep run that year. That's the true. Same year. Was, they both it, made it to the Sweet of, 16, I think. A lot of, a lot of fun times happening in the local yeah. mid-major sports. Yeah, SIU, not on this list, because they were, like, a high-ish seed that yeah. year. So it was they a were little good. expected. Uh, Bradley was a 13 seed and made it to the Sweet 16, which was not expected. They took down Kansas and Pittsburgh on the way, which, not easy. And then they lost to the inevitable runner-up in Memphis. Uh, mm, Patrick O'Brien was their big man. He was their best player. I remember him. He totally flamed out in the NBA, played like Whoops. a season. It was a first-round pick. And Shit happens. Just didn't, just couldn't put it together at the next level. St. Peter's, though. Yeah. Probably the, most, probably the most impressive run any team's ever had. The quality of teams they beat. An absolute who's who. They yeah, got you, no breaks. They Nope. They were the 15. They played the two. They played the... Uh, played the seven. They played the seven. They played the three. And then they played... Well, they played the nine and lost. Sure, and they lost. Ironically. But, but they went toe for toe. We got memorable guys. We got a coach that I'm sure five years from now we're going to like, yeah, he's on a shock of smart type of level probably. I just... Don't see any way that dude's not a superstar college coach. I agree. Yeah, he's just got all the vibes, all the makings. He's going to be incredible. Um, It'll be interesting to see just on him because he is an alum. I took Seton Hall deep. Did they make a Final Four when uh, he was playing there? Eight, Final Four. Or something. He made a deep run with them. You go to an alma mater. How high can you take them? Mm-hmm. Like, does he move on from there? I'll be know. interested to see how good of a coach he is if he's wanted elsewhere. Um, 
like if you know, I just whenever these big like self moves on, if anyone's if he gets into that kind of he can just leave Seton Hall. I'll be interested to see mm-hmm. if he's willing to. Big East kind of making a comeback. Yeah, the Big East is a, I don't know it's if a Seton good Hall conference. Is... They, I mean, they were not very good this year, but like last year they were in the tournament. They've been in the tournament pretty consistently lately. But just the Big East as a whole, like you know, the Big East got more national championships this century yeah. than the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. Stop disrespecting Providence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I know you're not going to. They played a good team, and they fucking lost. Um, Didn't really have a chance. But, yeah, I'll just it'd be interested to see. I think he's got that vibe, too, of just, like, big-time superstar yeah. coach. But I don't know how high he can take Seton Hall. Yeah, we'll see. Um, There's no question here. What no. Do do? Don't even need to talk about it. Let's just keep it moving. Okay. Seed, never made the Elite Eight. Moving. First on. one ever. No it's, breaks. No 14 seeds ever made the Elite Eight. No 13 seeds never made the Elite Eight. And only two 12 seeds have ever made the Elite Eight. And that's 15 they made it, which is crazy. Wow. Insane. Didn't know that. Wild shit. Truly insane. Doug Eddard. They've got it. They've got it all. They've got the coach. They've got the memorable players. They got the token white kid that gave people buckets. It's with a mustache, for fuck's sake. It's got it all. That uh, who's like their big man? Uh, Indefu. What is his name? Uh, there was some. Uh, I can't remember. There was Indefu some guy. That, I thought something? it was like Muhammad Diara or something. Was one of their Indefu. I think like led whatever their conferences in blocks. Okay. I, if Ooh, no, he had like three a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I would imagine if he's not a senior, he'll be playing at Seton Hall next year. If I had to guess, agree. So <laughs> yeah. that'll probably just gonna happen. Transfer I'd imagine portal. a few of these guys can be playing at Seton Hall. I would next agree. Year. How do you feel about that? Think that should be fair game? Like he can just don't doesn't matter. No, like it's like it's for the kids. It's better for them that they get to play there. Like it's just a better opportunity. Think Doug Eddard's gonna be at Seton Hall? Doug, come on, Doug. Doug. I think a full Biggie season. Doug's not gonna look as effective. Let's get the band back together. I don't know if Doug will be as effective for over Um, the course of a whole. Yeah, he he's the guy that had the tough call. He like third play of the game block the guy and they call the foul mm-hmm. and they mentioned that he had like three and a half blocks a game i liked him yeah uh, their, their guards were obviously very they're two little guards with the afros basically carried them and they were great yeah they're really, really good. good players uh okay next round george mason versus florida gulf coast this is this is a tough one it's a tough one george mason made a final four though and they beat Connecticut to get there they beat Connecticut they beat, to get there florida gulf coast they like we talked about this a couple episodes ago like the downfall of UConn. I know like traditional blue blood downfall. I know they won a couple like from the clouds a little bit later, but I, in my mind, this is like the first arrow cast at the downfall of UConn. And it's not, the downfall is like a weird thing because like the brand changed because the big East basically just died. The big East was disbanded. Essentially it still exists, but like Syracuse left Fucking, uh, they left. Um, who else left? Some other big heavy hitters left the was Big East. Louisville was, but they weren't different like timing. A, yeah, they they did leave, but they kind of have always just bounced around to different conferences. Um, yeah, the Big East as a whole kind of died around. I don't know whenever that happened. Whenever all those teams went to the a pit too was in the Big East. Whenever all the teams went to their respective conferences that they're all in now, um, so essentially, yeah, this was like the last great Big East UConn team. Well, really, Kimba's team because they won the Big East tournament, and that was 
at that point in my mind that was the big east was still the big east because yeah agree. madison square garden that was like right around the time that syracuse had that like six overtime game in the garden it was fucking awesome one of the best games of my Eric life devendorf jumping up on the table and then they have to bring them all back out and they tip it up again one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was, it was great. That was incredible. like that was Hashim to beat UConn. I think it was who they were playing there. Uh, they made kind of a deep run. I don't remember how far they made. It. They might have made it to a Final Four. I don't remember. Um, anyway, say all that to say, uh, this has got to be George Mason, right? The run was just better. They just made it to a Final Four. Florida Gulf Coast was very memorable, but like George Mason was. Uh, more memorable as memorable like just as much in the yeah in the cultural yeah. you have to give him credit for being a, a 15 that mm, yeah yeah I, it's i think it's clearly george mason but yeah. they're the one seed for a reason Shout out, Flo- florida gulf case is great they're they deserve to win a matchup here um butler loyola to me this is butler i think you're higher on butler than i am I'm also low on Loyola. I think they got a pretty, like we just laid out. A That's pretty, what I wa- pretty. I didn't want to get in too much. Pretty nice draw. Too much of it on the first round because they were going to win easily. Mm-hmm. But now you can start nitpicking and saying the teams that they beat, the run that they went on, They there was no heavy hitters that they took down. They beat pretty mid-teams. I mean, they're all like mid-seeded tournament teams, so they're all top, okay, solid. But they won... Like three straight games by the skin of their teeth, like buzzer beaters, which is against like nine seeds. Memorable, which, right? Which contributes to the being as min- yeah, memorable Cinderella as they team, are. You win those close games, like that is that is part of the whole part of the bit. run. It's part of the run. Um, I think in general those Butler teams have a smaller Cinderella factor to them. I think they were just better overall. I mean, one of the teams was a... In my mind, the second time they made it, it felt like black magic that they were doing it again. Yeah, it felt impossible time, yeah. that they could have made it again. All the players left, and they were like, a, what were they, a nine or a ten? Nine seed. It felt impossible that they could do that again and replicate it. Like, I, I couldn't, be- couldn't believe it. With none of the players back. Yeah, um, yeah And, like, right. they took down Florida, they took down Wisconsin, they took down Pitt, who was, like, the number two overall seed in the whole tournament on, like I just laid out, one of the craziest games I've ever seen uh, with, oh, Shelvin Mack was there. So just Gordon Gordon Hayward was gone. But they had Shelvin Mack. uh, They also had Matt Howard. So just Gordon Hayward was gone, but Gordon Hayward was by far their best player. Still in the NBA. Still in the NBA. Still cashing checks. Who would have fucking thought? Um, For me, this this is Butler. All right. It's Butler. I think I think you are a little higher on the Cinderella factor than Why, I am. Why though? Like, just those are good, really good players, like pros. Uh, to me, it's like also the. I mean, there's no pros. There's one NBA player. Shelvin Mack was a pro for a while. Yeah, for like two seasons, three seasons. But yeah, sure, that's fair. Clayton Custer, dude, not a pro. Fucking, uh, yeah, they don't have any NBA players on that team. Zero. Um, that's true. That's a fact. Uh, dude, Sister Jean contributes to the storyline. I think the storyline. To me, was... Brad Stevens contributes to the storyline. He was like selling fucking pharmaceuticals, and then he comes back, and five years later, he's in the Final Four coaching uh, in the national true. championship game. Turns out he was just one of the best coaches. He should have been coaching the whole time, I he think. Went to the NBA. 
was uh, our friend, our friend who's from Indiana that's tapped into the basketball says that story is all kind of bullshit though. Like he was basically coaching the whole time, and like there was like one year where he was not oh, coaching yeah. and selling that, and came back and they made more. It was of it basically then. his whole time. He was like, "I'm going to be a coach. It's just I need money. I'm just going to do this." Yeah. To, it wasn't like I'm stepping away. I'm just going to. I'm going to come back and as yeah. But whatever. Uh, I got to keep this thing moving. Vis- you, I just want. We can talk about it. It'll come the next. They do have a very strong advantage that we're giving them credit for two teams here. We need to consider that. I'm most... Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I think think it's credit that they have two teams you can consider. It also contributes to their case that two of the teams did make a run as deep as they did. So with this, these runs, it's like how crazy is it that this team made a run? The fact they did it twice makes it that much more crazy that they made the run. Yeah, I, the we'll, degree of difficulty on. to accomplish what they accomplished is as high, if not higher, than what it was for these other teams. We can move on. We'll talk about it for the next one. VCU, Wichita State, tough one. You just said they're just the exact same team to you. They just melt together in your brain. I black and yellow mid major team. I don't. Then they go in the tournament. I, don't know. I withdraw my vote. I can't. Make, I don't know. If they're the uh, same team. Uh, I don't remember any VCU players, so I would lean Wichita State. Yeah, I think that's Thoughts fair. On that? um, anything to the factor of... VCU was a lower seed than this Wichita team was. VCU was a 11 seed. Wichita State this year was like a 9 seed, I think. Anything to the factor of VCU fading to obscurity after this and Wichita State just kind of becoming a pretty solid program? Do you care about that? Also um, a higher seed... Cinderella no, factor is higher, probably. Yeah, the Cinderella factor is probably. I uh, I would say the Cinderella Turned out factor. Wichita both, State just had awesome players. Yeah, and I think VCU is. They're like in the they're in like the A ten now, which is like a real conference. Like they're not as good as Wichita State was. They never had that type of run, but I would say they've been consistently like in the running for being an at large tournament team. Like since then, quite a bit. Does the Cinderella factor go down? that they went undefeated next year. Like they just had awesome players and an awesome coach and um, it just Cinderella like at the time we're like, oh shit. They're just really, really good and underseated. We just didn't know yet. I, mean, I guess that Maybe they just weren't as good then too, you know. I don't know. And also they're I I mean they probably had a pretty good record that other year. And I think I think there's a chance if they don't make this run and the next year they have the exact same outcome, they're not a number one overall seed if they go undefeated, probably. Yeah, they're not probably not the number one seed. Like, if they lose in the second round this year that they made the Final Four and the next year they're 35-0, and 0, they're not a number one overall seed. No shot. For sure not the number one overall seed, no. Or, they might be in they, they conversation. Weren't, they, weren't, they wouldn't be a number one seed because they weren't the number one overall seed that year. They would have, right. They, they wouldn't have been right. And, like, I remember every ESPN, I was like, anytime it was a close game, I was like, we've got to flip on Wichita State. Here it is. Are they going to lose? Are they going to win? It was like a constant thing people talked about. I don't All know right. if that's just for this argument. Just, I was just trying to make a case. I think Wichita State is. They're prior, a more prior. memorable team, yeah. I think. Uh, Havoc, like you said, was kind of, it just kind of came and went, I think. Because um, Shock was like, uh, he stayed for a while after that, though. Uh, okay, Davidson against St. Peter's. 
Steph Curry's one of my favorite college players of all time. Pick this your is, fighters, Steph Curry or Doug Eddard. Both absolute sharpshooters, absolute buckets, uh, guys that don't look like they belong on the court. Um, Do we have to call everyone named Doug that plays basketball Dougie Buckets? No, we should just. There's one Doug McBuckets. No one else is Dougie Buckets. There's the one. Everyone that plays basketball at a semi okay level named Doug gets called Dougie Buckets. I don't think we need to do that. There's one guy that earned it because he got a fuck all of the buckets. buckets. He got the eighth well, most buckets in the history I'm of college. That Doug's making a couple couple bucks, months, but he's so. selling shirts, Dougie Buckets. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want, Doug. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to capitalize, that, but Doug. But get your money up. Yeah, he signed a little, There's little only Buffalo Wild Wings I saw deal. That. Pretty sweet. Man after my heart. Pretty sweet. Uh, this got to be St. Peter's, though. Yeah, it's an insane run. Uh, uh, Davidson, looking back, had uh, one of the twenty best basketball players that's ever lived. So, makes the run a little less sweet. It's like, oh, yeah, we had. And also, this coach left St. Peter's. Not going to see him back. No, Davidson Dead. is just like a machine of consistent yep. mid-major hoop. Yep, non-power five hoop after after this. Fucking Steph Curry, there is a case for him. I mean, he – that has a lot to do with him. And the, obviously the continuity of the coach. Individual tournament runs by one player, Steph Curry runs away with this. Like he's – yeah, uh, it's not even close. The guys he was playing with, bad. Worse than him by we a lot. About, uh, we can do it next time. Go ahead. Next matchup. George Mason Butler. Ah, we actually can't because they lost. I want to say, the I know it's taken a while. How is the timeline of events different if Steph Curry just goes to like Duke? We had this debate and hashed it out. Uh, I think there is a much greater than 0% chance that, similarly when he was recruited, they don't really know what they have. They use him as like an off-the-ball spot-up yeah. shooter, and he's just kind of an obscure guy become... that plays in Europe. And that's not to say that his talent wasn't the exact same, and I'm saying that that probably happens to a lot more players than we realize that just completely fall through the cracks. A hundred percent. Because I mean, I mean like you know, I mean, he's a six-two, skinny, not a superior athlete no. kid that was a good shooter. And like with his dad being an NBA player, he absolutely could have gotten like a preferred walk on at any school he wanted to, without a doubt. I don't know the total story of why he ended up. He's just. No one recruited him. Yeah, no yeah but won. like if he just wanted to play more rather than go to a like – I you said, think so. I don't think he had like any high major D1 offers really. I think like that was – he just didn't really have an option as, as a scholarship he, player. Like I said, he could have like preferred walk-on. Yeah. And, like, and that's Obviously like, he wanted to play. Yeah, that's just like the biggest dice roll in your career being a preferred walk-on. There's True, a right. very good chance that you, you just, just never, never get to play. Never on the floor. You just have to absolutely ball out at practice is not a guarantee like if you go to duke it's like dude we got five stars coming every year you're not gonna play yeah yeah just one of one of the biggest what ifs that run and what he was given the freedom to do in for those teams probably doesn't go win the lottery of the nba probably does. No. anyways they lost so i wanted to talk george mason butler uh george mason's just a better run you this is where the what you're talking about comes into play, I think. Like, well, you you just love Butler. Make the fucking case for Butler. You just love Butler. I think they went, they went both but, teams went farther than George Mason. Um, they did. 
Uh, Flip the fucking script on you. Butler's more iconic than George Mason to me. I think more people are aware of Butler as a brand, and your point that Butler became like a thing, and Butler is just like a team that gets at large bids and is a Big East team now, and they're like a real commodity in college basketball. George Mason is just a blip on the radar. So he's saying that hurts or helps? I think there's a case to be made that that hurts. Like it's better to be a George Mason to make yeah, a case I, I for a Cinderella so. run. Yeah, I that is I'm making that case because okay. I, okay. I there's... think George Mason is the pick here. I think the run was a little like I don't know these. That's the thing. These two teams could not have been more different types of runs to me because Butler was a known quantity in this eleven run when they did make it, but the improbability of the runs is very similar to me. I think it should be George Mason, too. Okay. George Mason, moving on. I love Butler. I love those teams. Okay. Uh, Wichita State, St. Peter's. Let's see. Who did Wichita State beat to make it to the final four? What was their path? They lost to the national champs, which I feel like counts for something. Yes or no? Thoughts? Agree. Um, they lost to, like we said, fake national champ in the the game still happened. The Louisville Cardinals. Uh, okay, yeah, number they beat an eight seed. They beat one seed Gonzaga. That was that was the fun. Like Gonzaga, fake should never be a high seed. They'll never get over the hump. They'll never yeah. be able to make it. To well, like that's a just, I guess we just know that's a fact now. Well, and yeah, we just keep moving the goalposts. It's like they never won a national title. They'll never make it to a Sweet 16. They'll never win two games in the tournament. They'll never make it to a Final Four. Never going to win. It's too bad. That's just, they're just going to. But uh, Ohio State, a two seed. They, I assume, ruined Aaron Kraft's life, which I always like. That's always nice to hear. Uh, yeah, he was a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably maybe the Jared Sollinger team. I mean, that would have been a really good team probably. Nope, not. Uh, Deshaun Thomas was good. Yeah, Aaron Kraft. Uh, this was probably the year after Solinger left, if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, because this would have been the year Trey Burke went to the national title game. And I think lost. this is, I think this is extremely similar to the previous matchup. In that, the that Wichita State, I mean, they were just turned out to be just really really awesome and like are just a good program and turn i mean this st peter's is gonna be yeah i mean this is absolutely st peter's to me 100%. i don't think it's close i mean it's just gonna they're gonna stink mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. and this run is one of the most improbable things in not only in college basketball in sports yeah uh moving back like three matchups to your point with the butler thing with the argument I think Loyola is on that trajectory that they're going to get out of the MVC and be like a real thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to look back a little while. Who's coaching them now? It's Denzel, the- Wa- Denzel Valentine's older brother. Denzel. Oh, that's right. They look very, very similar. Denzel um, Valentine from Michigan State. Played for the Bulls. Uh, I think one Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, um, one of the youngest, the youngest coach in the country. Youngest D one coach in college basketball. He, yeah, he's, they're just going to be good. By all they're, accounts, they're moving. They're moving from the Missouri. No, I think they're going to though. So, oh, like, yeah, I, I think they're going to get too big because they're at the point now where they're where Wichita was when they're in the Mo Valley. It's like we're going to win this conference every single year. Yeah. So, 
you've gotten you've gotten. They didn't run away big. this year though. They were like third place going in the tournament, and they just won because the style of play that they play is so conducive to winning these single elimination games. Yeah, uh, they get you out of your rhythm. George Mason, St. Peter's. The matchup we all knew was probably going to be the title. Yeah, there's George been, Mason made it farther. There's St. been a Peter's lot of beat better teams. Yeah, there's been a lot of Cinderellas. There's been a lot of upsets, but it just always comes screeching to a halt pretty quick. Not here. These two teams, there was both. I can't believe they're still doing this. How did ever like? It went on about three games longer than you would have expected. St. Peter's uh, just they beat I've the fixed. shit out of Kentucky. Yeah, they just beat wire to wire, just beat them up. Yeah, beat them bad, handled them. And then Murray State came in like, oh fuck yeah, we get to play St. Peter's. I don't think Murray wire State to led wire. for a second nope, of that game. They did I'm not. pretty sure they were behind the entire game, handled. And then they beat Purdue. They beat a top five pick. A 7-4 mongoloid. Fucking Travion Williams is one of the best big men in the country. A team One that of the was, best shooters in the country. Uh, probably, I would imagine, he, Purdue was number one in the country at one point this year. Yes. They probably held that spot as long as anyone other than Gonzaga. Yeah. Just legitimately one of the most talented teams in the entire field. The, the way... They played Zach Eady off the court. Yeah. Couldn't be on the court. Yeah. Jaden Ivey played one of the worst games of his career. He couldn't drive around him. What he's done all year. Just better athlete, just ride around you, walk Completely around you. Completely got them out of their rhythm. Completely threw them off their game. And late in that game, they fucking tightened up. That was, I mean, that's what North Carolina did. They knew. They were like, we have to get out to like a 9-0 yes. run. That's the only gotta, way. Gotta kill them It's early. just inevitable. Like, and that's the thing with all these Cinderella teams. When it gets to the second half and it's tight, the team that's favored to we're win. We're losing to. Their butthole puckers up. There's like this. We can't, I can't lose the same piece. This is going to be so embarrassing at this time my career ends. Like, that's what you're thinking. And it's inevitable. You could watch it happen to Purdue. It was wild. These, we can't. Lose to St. Peter's. I mean, we got to like three minutes. It's like they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna win, right? They're gonna win, right? And they're like, oh, oh, they're just not. Oh, no, they're just they're just gonna lose. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of thing is them beating Purdue a crazier outcome than George Mason beating UConn, and it's pretty damn. Close. Not only, I think Kentucky and Purdue like they had yeah, a, the, the, the game in between. There's a there's an argument that those are the two most talented yes, teams I in the entire tournament. That. Yes, like Gonzaga has a claim to that. Duke has a claim to that. Um, Baylor probably has a claim to that, although they're banged up. Argue? Fucking, I don't think you can argue Kansas. Like maybe, Arizona maybe probably Kansas, had a bang, yeah. had a claim to that. Going in, I said Kentucky. Was, yeah, we were both like. I really gone to my head. I think there's a good chance Kentucky wins this whole fucking thing. Beating the combination of those two teams, I, we said it a week ago. I will be stunned if they beat Purdue. Stunned. We st- were sitting there. We were stunned. Mouth open, stunned. Stunned. Uh, I don't know. It's also so tough. Like, George Mason was so long ago that I yeah, just, I know. my it's memory to, is not as strong. And it's so hard not to have, not to have, to have confirmation have. bias. Uh, I have a – oh, shit. God damn it. Can I not – Who did – so outside of number one – uh, George Mason beat Michigan State. Oh, man, 
They beat number six, Michigan State. Number three, North Carolina. Uh, they beat Wichita State. 2006, that would have been. 16, and so UConn. They would have beat the reigning national champion, North Carolina. That would have been the year after they won. Although, I think North Carolina was not great not that, that year good. by comparison to their normal. No. Oh, man. I, I don't want to be have recency bias, too. But they're... They were a 15 seed. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just a double-digit underdog in all these games, and they just They were a 13-and-a-half-point dog to Purdue. Won the game. It's implausible. implausible. I, wonder what the, I wonder what the spread would have been in that George Mason-UConn game. Hi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to effort you, that. See if you can look it up. So the other thing that makes this – even crazier. It's like St. Peter's in like the MAAC was an average to not great team. They they lost six games in the Metro American Athletic Conference. Is that even what it's called? Um, see, I don't even know the name. Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. They lost six games in league play. UConn minus eight. Them, them, them winning their conference tournament was an upset. Them beating Rick Pitino and Iona, Iona was like a, a large upset and crazy that that happened. And then they made it to the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament. I don't know about George Mason in the Patriot League. I don't know what was going on there. They were an eight-point dog to UConn. What was, the, what was the number to Kentucky? It was like fucking 22. It was like 22 points. They were, there was no shot they would lose. They were supposed to win by a billion fucking points it's st peter's dude uh and like the regular season they played all the all the power five teams they played beat them by a million st john's beat them by 20 providence beat them by 15 uh, st francis of new york they lost by double i don't know if you know that's a real school it's gotta be, it's gotta i'm gotta just be i have an article pulled up they were 273rd in the country in free throw percentage 317th in the country in two-point field goal percentage 317th in the country in turnover rate just a bad, bad just, just on, a bad team in a bad conference that made it to the elite eight it's fucking insane there so there's 358 division one teams and they're like 320th in like all these categories just the bottom of the barrel just to fly to the out bottom bad of team. the barrel, like uh, yeah, Oral Roberts. Yeah, they were they last year as a comparison. Um, like Max Aismas is going to get NBA looks probably. I mean, I don't think he's going to be good in the NBA. And like Kevin O'Banner, he started for Texas Tech this year. Very good team. Like very good players. Like I, it's crazy. It's got to be them. I hate to have recency bias too. That's but crazy. it's just overwhelmingly them. I don't think it's that close. No, I, I don't. don't either. I mean, it's... Kentucky with Calipari never lost a first-round game to a double-digit seed. Is that right? When When would that when was that A Kentucky program that never lost a first-round game? No, period. Kentucky with Calipari never lost in the first round. They were 18.5-point underdogs to Kentucky. 13.5 to Purdue. They've lost... Kentucky lost to a double-digit seed once with Calipari, and that was in the Elite Eight. It's St. Peter's. Yes. Not even close. Yeah. I'm it's just going to keep reading this fucking Go article. Peacocks. I'm going to keep fucking getting my mind blown. 
I don't know. I don't know. Crazy shit. Yeah, it's St. Peter's. Folks, drink it all in. Uh, this tournament, the Elite Eight kind of sucked, but we're going to have St. Peter's, which is the greatest Cinderella well, run the in the history of the tournament. Sucks. In general, um, not only the Elite Eight. I think the we're going to get the stinks. Coach K thing, which in its own way is memorable and fun in an awful way. We'll end with this. Um, after the championship game, I'll be uh, soaking wet, so that'll be fun for you guys. Won't be next episode, but the one after that. I might be wearing a crown, or... Could be. You get to take me out to dinner. Nice That'd handshake, cool. perhaps. I'm hoping for dinner. Uh, Yeah, I bet you are. Being I think crowned. that was under, under... I think that should have been ahead of... I don't remember where we had that list. We'll have to check that. But dinners, if they make it to the championship game and lose, oh, okay. If okay. They, handshake is if they lose. Hand, to if they Villanova. lose in the final four, handshake. So we'll figure that out. I just bet on now. the Orioles for fun anyway. <laughs> you should. Could no, be a winner. I'm not. I if um, I do, I'm not going to watch the games. That's for sure. What would be? I know what you think is going to happen. What would be the most fun? What would be your ideal thing to, to the outcome? The the run out of, of cards here for the final four. Most fun. Fun or like, yeah, entertaining for you or your ideal. The funniest outcome is Kay losing to a 19 North Carolina in his last game in the final four. That's the funniest outcome. And then and them always having the 1-0 in the yeah. tournament against him. Yes. That's the funniest. That's the worst outcome Again, for Kay. They just lost. Yes. A month, three to weeks a, ago. First-year head coach with a team of guys that was written off. Like, a lot like of the year. if you rank the greatest North Carolina teams of all time, they're not in the first 20 teams. Um, You got a fucking peacock hair guy that looks like Larry Bird, and Armando Baycott looks like he's been hit in the face of the frying pan. Respectfully, Armando, you're an ugly man. Yeah. Just your face is bad. I don't like how your face looks. You look it looks like smushed. Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story when he puts his face on sideways. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> that's I shouldn't say that's mean. Uh, Respectfully. <laughs> uh, if Armando listens and he gets this deep into this episode. That'll be bad. Hopefully, we never get like really famous. Speaking of someone that might open hand slap you, we'll bring this full circle. Armando Baker might beat your shit. I promise you, I would not wear that as well as Chris Rock wore that no. slap. It, I would. I wouldn't. I Judd Apatow. I might get killed. <laughs> that might kill me. I might die. Uh, yeah. 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 Anything else it. on the other side that would be funny or entertaining? Um, Any matchup if Duke gets there? No. Do you care who they play? Who Who do you want to lose to? I think to? at that point, like. Villanova, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I just just root for root for the heel and just hope Coach don't K pulls that. off the Cinderella don't thing. Don't say that. I hope he beats Kansas. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I hope Villanova wins. I can win a couple bucks. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, that's true. I do have money on Villanova. And I also can wear a crown and call myself king. Kansas wins, though. So True. If True. anyone on that side wins, that's just a winner for me. Yeah. Hopefully the, You're going to have a shot at one of them. Hopefully that right side. The free yeah. roll yeah, in the, I, in the semi. 100% one of those things is going to be on the table on Monday. Going to be a 50% chance of happening. Yeah. I I could, I could get down. Ooh. UNC Villanova rematch? 
Yeah. Uh, right? In, in, yeah, right? Um, yeah, Chris Jenkins, game-winning game shot. In my mind, that would not be a very fun game. It would be a bit of a clunky game in my mind. Be yeah, a bit Villanova of a, plays bit of a, ugly. Bit of a plays muck a bit ugly. fest. Yeah, that would be... I think the highest quality basketball game would be Kansas versus Duke. In terms of aesthetically no pleasing, Kansas no versus Duke would be the most aesthetically pleasing basketball game. No question. Game. So, there's that to consider. I hope he loses to Carolina, too. Yeah. And then I hope Villanova beats Carolina. That's what I hope. Yeah. After that, I don't care. I, I would rather have, one of those teams on. I I can't have him win. How long before Villanova's like Coach K's gone? Like, hey, you're the assholes with the white guys that always win. Now, that's a good point. Uh, until Gonzaga winning a national champion, that'll be the worst thing that can happen for them because then they're going to be they're the heels. They'll, they'll be Duke. Then they're the Gonzaga's teetering on being Duke. Then they're the Cubs. Then they're hated. Mm-hmm. You're the lovable losers until you win. And they're like, stop winning. Already so getting pretty close because, like, people absolutely hate Drew Timmy. Like, he's a oh, fucking yeah. douche. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, they're the, one of the first teams to get the hatred of the hated champion without even. I don't know, they've know. been close. They've I don't know. Close. I mean, so the guy that's going to take that mantle will be Cal at Kentucky. Like everyone already fucking hates him and thinks he's a he's scumbag a scumbag cheater. Bag. Um. So he'll get he'll be number one on the hit list, and Jay Wright just seems too likable for everyone yeah. to ever hate them. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Big East fan, I would hate them because it's just like you fuckers. Why I stop winning every year? I don't yeah. like that you do that. Um, self, it's just like if you're a Big Twelve fan, the same way. It's like stop Kinda winning tired of that. the Big Twelve every year. I don't like it. Please don't do that anymore. Um. Yeah. Another year, the Big Ten didn't win. It just never happened. We just we, we, we were talking about this today. We don't no, have we a, need to leave. Yeah, fuck it. Don't have a blue blood program. Don't get fucking. We don't have that like Kentucky Duke five star recruit no, factory. There's no blue blue blood program. No, Indiana In the fucking pick of, the fucking slack up, dude. Return where to have you re, been? return to your glory. How's that possible? Like they're they've they're got, just they, bad. They've got like more national titles than like North Carolina, I think, or it's close. They're like after like Duke and UCLA, they're like right there. Is it possible that Duke could do that, or are they just too big of a brand to fail at this point? No, I think they're foolproof. I don't know. I think they're, uh, yeah, too big to fail. Ten for the near future, ten years from now, who knows? But yeah, all all accounts, Shires, he's been puppeteering this behind the scenes, anyways. Coach K's. Hasn't talked to recruit in years. Jeff Capel was just dropping off duffel bags, and you didn't have to recruit. Oh, yeah. Nike shoe deal, lottery pick. Here's a house for your parents. Sells itself. What's up? All right. All right. Later. That's it. Long podcast. Will Smith, what the fuck? Yeah. I forgot that was on this podcast. Yikes. Stick around. Hey, next episode, we might talk some... Might, <laughs> you all right? Might talk some baseball. Huh? Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face on live, live TV. Live TV and meant it. It wasn't a bit. And he, I've, we haven't checked Twitter in an yelled, hour and a half, though. yelled fuck at him. Yeah, twice. Oh, that's going to be so annoying if we recorded all this and then it comes out it was fake. Yeah, let's check real quick. Efforting. 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 Ooh, we got a breakdown from John Boy. I cannot wait to watch this. All right, uh, we got to go. Yeah. Uh, it looks real. It looks like it's real. I mean, it's just real, guys. He, it's Ooh! Wait. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ooh. Albert's a cardinal.
Albert Pujols back on the Cardinals. Got a fucking mascot. <laughs> Sweet. You got a DH. Dude. We have an NL DH now. Ah. We have a lefty. New bar's going to bat against, going to play against right. Albert was good against lefties last year. Literally pitiful, worse in the league against righties, but he hit lefties okay. So he's not a total mascot, but a bit. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. It will be cool. I I wonder when there's clutch situations and he comes up and I'm like, ah, God, I wish, wish you this were was else. not him. I wish you were a if better it's a lefty, hitter. I don't think. Like, we got real pissed at Matt Carpenter watching him hit. Is it going to be that much different watching Pujols hit? No. Just put him in. And Pujols obviously has that cachet, whereas Matt Carpenter is like a one-time all-star. But Dude, MVP candidate. Um, Yeah, well, that's cool. I'm excited for that. My favorite athlete ever, probably. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore for me, for sure, as a Cardinals um, fan. is the best first baseman of all time. Yeah, so that's cool. Shouts out to our first or second. right-handed DH platoon, Albert Pujols. Never play the field. I'll be sad. It'll make me cry. Yeah, he doesn't move too good. like a dead person. Yeah. He's... But happy to have him back. All right. We'll see you. Uh, when do we do this? Thursday. We'll we'll talk to you on Thursday. Maybe baseball. I don't know. That's a little little lead-in for next next show. Albert to the Cardinals. We'll talk some baseball. Thanks for listening to this one. We'll see you then. I know it's strange, but my brain's gone really insane. And I'm off the chain, sipping on a fifth for the I feel like slapping somebody today. Slapping somebody today. I feel like slapping somebody today. Slapping somebody today. This morning, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm sick of people putting lies in my head. I don't really want to work, I'm tired. I hate my nine to five, and I'm thinking about hitting my boss today. My boss today. I'm thinking about hitting my boss today. It's just a thought, man. Hitting my boss today. Yeah. Yesterday my best friend died. died. Somebody came and took his life. Now I'm looking up at the sky. Have you ever seen a grown man cry? And I'm asking, why did you take him away? Why did you take him away? I'm asking, why did you take him away? Why'd you take him away? I need some money, please. I could barely make it on these streets. Plus, I got a couple mouths to feed. My baby's in dire need, so I'm thinking about the bank today. I'm thinking about the bank today. Real talk. Baby mama's at home and fussing. Calling up my mobile cussing. Always yapping about this and that, but she really don't be talking about nothing. Somebody take my pain away. Take my pain away. Somebody take my pain away. My brain's gone really insane And I'm off the chain Sipping on a fifth for the And I feel like slapping somebody today Slapping somebody today I feel like slapping somebody today Slapping somebody today I know it's strange But my brain's gone really insane And I'm off the chain Sipping on a fifth for the And I feel like slapping somebody today Slapping somebody today I feel like slapping somebody today Somebody just broke in my ride Snatched up everything inside Even got my How am I supposed to survive When I know that my stereo's taken away When I know that my stereo's taken away I need my music, man
prices are way too high Rich people are way too fly I'm not where I wanna be in my life But why am I so behind? Is it cause I'm wasting my time away? Is it cause I'm wasting my time away? Too lazy my grandmama's nerves are bad, bad, and everybody in the hood is mad, mad. Cause President Bush could give a damn about a so I don't wanna hear nothing he has to say. Don't say nothing. nothing he has to say. I don't wanna hear nothing he has to say. You talking to me? Nothing he has to say. I will slap you, silly mother. You talking to me? Nah, you ain't talking. Are you crazy? You out of your mind? You talking to me? You ain't talking to me. Boy, you don't want it. No. Ha! Nah. Ha! Ha! Troops gone and we still at war. war. Nobody even really knows what for. what for. Even more, I'm scared to find what the world really has in store. Cause you know that tomorrow's not promised today. It's not promised, man. Cause you know that tomorrow's not promised today. Live like today could be your last, man. Hey. I know it's strange, but my brain's gone really insane. And I'm off the chain, sipping on a fifth for the... I feel like slapping somebody today. 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 I feel like